This episode, like every episode of Off the Rack, was recorded before a live audience at Comic Pop on YouTube. Join the conversation by subscribing to youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns on YouTube. And now, on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Off the Rack. I'm Sam. And I'm Tiffany. Hey, so things are a little different. Let's get ahead of that. Before Nothing's we... different. This no, is totally this is normal. This is how it is, right? You've you know slid. how it is. You... This is yeah. a totally different universe. This is the show. Uh, but listen, we, uh, Tiff and I are actually on vacation right we now. We are. We're away. We're away from everything. Away from the studio, away from our homes, our cats. All ben, of it. Ben. Especially Ben. Oh, yeah. As far away as we can. Don't tell Ben. No. He'll find us. He will. He knows where we are. <laughs> <laughs> if he could get away from work, he would be with us. He but would. He can't, so haha. Eat but anyway, it, ben. listen, uh, we are actually right now streaming live from a shared universe podcast studio or podcast studio. Since they were smart enough to slam both words together, mm-hmm. get that search algorithm going. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Well, I guess this is a, this episode is kind of technically sponsored by two different groups. The first of which is a shared universe. Big thanks to them for lending us. Well, we rented it, and that's the thing is that you can too. Uh, we the we rented uh, the studio here in Eatontown, New Jersey, and you can as well uh, if you are uh, interested in starting your own podcast. If you let's say, do a podcast on a regular basis and have for a good, I don't know, eight years or so, <laughs> uh, and you really wanted to go, do your show on, you know, it's regularly scheduled time on Monday, uh, and you didn't have access to an Ethernet cable, maybe you could just go to the shared universe and do it like we did. Yeah, but you'd also get the benefit of having someone who can help mix your audio. There, there, there's like a guy over there's there. There's a guy. It's, it's Christian. A guy. I'm here. That's right. There's a guy over there. Pay no attention to the Oz behind the curtain. Woo! And he's he's helping us out today. So it's like if you needed some help maybe with your audio, with your your tech setup, this would be the place to give it a shot. Like definitely. So so look him up. Come on by. You get a dope background. That's right. Yeah, you get a sweet back. These are all things I would steal or buy. Well, now that you said it out loud, we can't do any of those no. things. No. Well, I'll offer to buy. We'll see. Okay. Well, I can't afford it. Uh, but yeah. I bought uh, the big purse. Nice. Yes, good. <laughs> the one that's like poster size. Uh, so we wanted to say also the show is sponsored by viewers like you. If you're watching the show live, you can always help us out by using Super Chats. You can ask a question or comment like these people here. Danny Ali here uh, said, woohoo. Glad to see. Uh, so good to see you guys. Good to see you, Danny. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, we've got Brian Rollins who says, been, uh, been liking... Nightwing. Nightwing, but the ending to the last issue did make me groan. Can't wait for Sword this week oh, after Planet X. Oh, I Agreed. know. I know. We're going to get into that. We are. Yes. And I promise. Yes. This is a comic book review show where we take the books from the past week, recap them, review them, tell you what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations for comics that are coming out this week we think you should check out. Now, we didn't have a chance to actually look over the books ahead of time so I could have my list, but we do have the list in front of me. So when the time comes, we're going to go on this journey together. For recommendations. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but we do have books that we're going to talk about. Um, I don't want to give away Planet X just yet, or no. planet-sized X-Men, I should say. Yeah. Uh, so instead, let's talk about Nightwing. Okay. Right, Nightwing. Uh, the new Nightwing, of course, was, uh, and I don't have everybody in front of me, but let me tell you. Uh, I do have. Did it. you read Nightwing? No. Okay. I, I wanted did. to. It was on the list, but then we went on vacation, and apparently, laying on a beach was a higher priority if, for me. You know, and. That them's the priorities, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this, of course, was written by Tom Taylor with art by, uh, oh, Bruno Redondo. That's right. Yeah. Uh, this is issue 81 of Nightwing. Uh, again, this series has been sick, dope, great, awesome. Uh, it's, just a, it's, just a, it's just a treat. It's a genuine treat. It's a lovely series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Taylor, of course, proving once again this dude gets character, and he loves them supporting characters. He does. Uh, 
Uh, basically, it's just the episode is just that uh, Dick fights the Heartless. The issue. The issue. Every time we talk about Heartless, I'm just like, it's just Sailor Moon. Right. But I know. I don't get that reference. That's It's okay. That's okay. Oh, Memento Mori says, I finished Sweet Tooth, and uh, wow, great show overall. Agreed. Yes. Great show. Yeah. Amazing show. Yeah, we talked about that. Last episode. I'm like, was it? We Yeah. Feels like three weeks ago. I know, and it was only a week ago. I know. I know. Well, that's, what, that's what happens when you go to the beach four days a week. Is yeah, that you just so. completely lose all track of you time. You have no idea what's happening. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't really want to give too much away, but basically uh, Dick Grayson fights the Heartless. The Heartless uh, kind of shows his hand. Uh, Tony Zuko's daughter uh, takes over as mayor of Bloodhaven, and we watch uh, Dick, Tim, and Babs work brilliantly well, and, uh, of course, Bitewing. What? The unofficial name of the dog. What? Yeah, Bitewing. <laughs> Which uh, Dick Grayson says, uh, I'm going to put the kibosh on that. He's already got a name. She's already got a name. And Tim's like, I have like four. And it's like, yeah, but that's not your fault, Tim. What? That's Dan DiDio's fault. What? No. I know. That's his, that's a superhero name. Bitewing? Bitewing. No. Because he bit people. Yeah, I get it. It's a, I get and it rhymes I, with I get it. It's not like I don't get it. Right. It's just that it, I don't want I don't like it. it. Ah, I see Zorak. <laughs> it's not a question of whether it's, wor- it's, 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 it's getting it or not getting it. It's whether it's worth getting at all. That's exactly yeah, what it is. No, I hear you. That's a great uh, timely reference for you folks who like Space Ghost Toast. Yeah, Ghost Ghost. absolutely. But anyway, yeah. So uh, the, the, uh, the, issue, the, the issue actually has two endings, kind of like Lord of the Rings, uh, which is four or five. But uh, it ends... It ends first where Nightwing like rescues a bunch of kids and he saves the day and he fights the Heartless, but the Heartless gets away because of course the new villain, yay. Uh, he also uh, kind of like addresses his continuity and deals with like he he deals with the fact that he's been shot in the brain thanks to Tom King's influence and uh, actually is more to Dio's influence, but Tom King's the one who had to pull the trigger, so to speak, on on the series. <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, uh, he's dealing with the fact that like he has a brain injury, and if he keeps getting hit in the head, like he's gonna die. Uh, it, it's not like the Doc Doc thing where it's a new status quo. It's just they addressed it like four or five times, which says to me that it's gonna come up. It's gonna be a thing. Okay. All right. I mean, I guess why wouldn't it be? Right. Well, I mean, because sometimes people but don't want to deal with the stuff because they, everything matters now. Did. That's right. Everything happened. Everything matters. Thanks. Infinite frontier. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> You know, Scott Scott is 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 responsible for Batman. You're like, by the way, we have a secret uh, yeah, guest secret today. Guest. It's Scott. It's Scott's not. I'm like, no. oh, uh, we, I'm not taking it back. We would love to have Scott on, <laughs> and we have invited him, and we worked it out. We had him. We were going to have him on a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it, this was too this was too tumultuous. We I literally reserved the Podka Studio yesterday, so I was not prepared. I didn't even tweet. The episode. Really. I know. Why didn't you do that? Well, I did just now. But I know you I, did I didn't want to just... well, because if like if things screwed up, I didn't want to like be caught with my pants down. You know what I'm saying? Well, nobody so. wants. I guess yeah. Yeah, exactly. So especially not on stream. Anyway, so the end uh. of the epi- the the end of the issue is that uh, uh, he he faces off Nightwing. That is faces off against uh, Tony Zuko's daughter. Uh, she you know gets the drop on him, unmasks him, knows who he is, and then reveals in a big stupid one more day slash Teresa Parker situation. Yeah. Actually my dad was your dad, I'm your sister. And it's like What? Oh, oh we're doing this now. Oh. Yeah. Maybe we're not. Maybe maybe it's like gonna be like it's like it's a reveal, but then another secret reveal. I mean, I've been waiting for the secret reveal, which I think Spencer's gonna do in Spider Man, where they just get rid of Teresa Parker. Uh-huh. Not that I don't like the character. I don't care about the character at all. Yeah. So her being Peter Parker's sister like you know how I am. I don't want to get into a whole tear, but you know I how do know I am how about, you are. about redundancies and bloated supporting casts. I don't 
have any use for them. I, mm. I think, and, and that's the thing is the creators, and we've talked about this before, and I think I've talked about this a number of times, but I'll say it one more time because it bears repeating, and I, I, I just, I'll say it in the hopes that someone listens to me, for God's sake, which is some creators don't think about what's going to happen after they do it. And once they do it, you can't swing the door closed. It's Pandora's box. It's been opened. You've, once you give Batman a biological son, they're never going to not use him. Once you give Peter Parker a sister, you've irrevocably changed the family structure of the Parkers. Mm, you know, once no, you, it's true. Once you do any number of irrevocable things, you know, you you have to you have to work hard. Yeah, but they're not thinking about that. No, they're never thinking about that. And that's I mean, the thing is that you're. But if you're writing for a shared universe. <laughs> but it really, if you are writing for a shared universe and, and you're creating uh, in, in this like long-standing history, you have to think about this kind of stuff. You can't just be like, it's a paycheck. Ugh. Right. Okay. Our, our case says, Milestone Returns came out with a beautiful art and a good start for a story. What do you guys feel about it? Uh, that's my review for Nightwing. It's, it's good. Right. But that last page reveal, don't need it. Right. Ugh. I hope it's a I hope it's a fake out. Right. You know, and and you know a lot of people are gonna be like fake out, man. Yeah. How could they have done? But it's a last page reveal of like his he's got a secret sister. What great t- story potential, man? Have I heard that? And you know how few times I've ever seen the potential of that story realized. Yeah. So few. No, I hear you. I hear you. But as far as uh, milestone returns, yes, uh, static number one season one came out newsstands uh, this past Tuesday. Yes. And. I uh, I feel like I've read it, but I think I think I read it digitally, but I don't remember. If no, it's they true. had a remember they, they had like, like a preview issue, and then like they, they had a bunch of other things in it as well. Yes. And we, so you read the first part of that preview, which was like taking the static, like mythos and story, and like modernizing it That's so right. that it fit more in with like modern backdrop. Yeah. So it's so it's newer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll say two things about it because I didn't get a chance to actually read Static Number One, despite my love of that character and the championing of that series. Mm-hmm. Um, Much I, of that had to do with the fact that we needed to prep for taking a week off. We were literally, we were away uh, and and we're still away. Actually, in case you're wondering like what this is. Why, why are we, we here? We didn't change our studio. We actually went and borrowed somebody else's. We're at a shared universe mm-hmm. pad, podcast studio in yeah. Eatontown, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So uh, look them up. I'll, I'll put in the post show. I'm going to put a link in the description and everything, so yeah. you can find all the data below that. But in the meantime, just watch the show and enjoy it. And if you want to help us out, use super chats, ask a question, and we'll uh, we'll read it here on the show. Um, but I I love Static's origin. Mm-hmm. I love the original McDuffie book. Yeah, it's flawless. I mean, like really, it's just genuinely fun and cool and great. Right, right. And it works on so many levels, and I feel like it has terrific potential to to reach any audience regardless of the time from which it comes uh i appreciate and understand the need to modernize it and to make it new i think it was the right decision to modernize it and make it new because it doesn't take away from the other one the other one still exists and it could be something that someone can go back and then pick up from starting here and it's available digitally but on comiXology yeah but i I think a hundred percent considering everything that's going on in the world around us this was the right decision to tie it in to real world events because yes. of the fact that it's like there is something about static much like you've said that like he feels more like a spider-man than anything else yeah and that he feels more real like, yeah. there's something real about static so why shouldn't he be tied into current events i agree not only that but like i think he works it's funny the spider-man thing he works so well like ultimate spider Ult- like ultimate spider-man mm-hmm. in that there's a lot of other cool books that came out during the milestone era hardware and blood syndicate and everything yeah uh, like ultimate spider-man miles was the one that made it 
Yeah, you know no, what I mean? it's like, true. Everyone loved everyone loved Static. Yeah, who read it? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you know, I, I listen, Icon and Rocket, notwithstanding, uh, they made it, but not to the same degree. No, I and again, like, like, Icon appeared on Young just, Justice. He didn't get yeah, his own show. No, no, and I and I and you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with those characters as well. Mm-hmm. But there's just something that, like intrinsically charming about Static. I don't Agreed. know if it's his, it's his youth, it's just the story and the heart that went into him. Like, there's just something about him that he just hit. Honestly, he hit the right way. For me, it he is... also had a show, which is nothing like the comics. But it's, it's a little bit like the you, comics, but, you know but it's, I mean. it's, 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 a child's, it's a children's cartoon yeah, on the kids' Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, I know. For me, the big thing that struck me that I, I was blown away by, and I love that they did this, was the fact that um, they put the Milestone logo yes. On the cover, yep. you see a milestone sharing that cover together, yep. and I, I that was so important. Yes, um, that it's not just a DC book; that it's also a milestone That's book. Right. I, I just Should I love mean that. Something else. I absolutely I, love I that. I agree. I agree. Uh, going back really quick, um, Kevin Kruger had a suggestion for uh, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, a show that we also do that I promise Got is it. coming. <laughs> it's here uh, on this channel, Comic Pop Returns. Yeah, and I, it's coming. Yeah, we got to make a new cover scheme. We're yeah, changing the name. Yeah, this is entirely my fault. But I promise it's coming. <laughs> but he had a great uh, suggestion: uh, bad comic book movies, steal Judge Dredd, Ghost Rider. I mean, I love that idea. The question is, do you get the comic book adaptations because not all of them oh, have no. those, or do you just pick random issues? Right, from that right, run? right. I like right. that idea. That's a fun idea. Uh, Julian Lozando says, "Finish Sandman." Yay! It was great. Thanks, Tiffany. No problem. Uh, should I read the Dreaming? You can absolutely read the Dreaming. There's the current run of the Dreaming in the Sandman universe, and then there's the original the Dreaming. But I would also go out and grab um, Death the Endless. Yes. Um, just grab that. Death, the, the high, high cost, cost of, of living. living. She is um, of the endless. Yes, she is. Um, grab the high cost of living. It, it just it fits really well within there, and it's like you know, it, it's not an OGN necessarily, but it reads like it. You, you can get a hardcover of it. No, you can, but it came out, I believe, in issues. Yeah, it did. So it's oh, not technically true. an OGN. That's true. Um, but it feels like one, so yeah. I would also grab that uh, definitely. He, uh, Julian also asked, uh, "Do I think that Nick Spencer gets too much hate for Spider-Man?" Um, no. No, not like the last. It wasn't like he like. It's it, not like when Slot was like coming to the end of his run and like the amount of like vitriol that he was yeah. getting. I mean, he was spitting it back at yeah. them as well. But like, yeah. I don't think it's more. I don't think it's hate as much as it's maybe some disappointment from a lot of uh, mm-hmm. fans who were like, after Slot, they were expecting big things, and while he's been. Fairly consistent. Maybe yeah. it's not like consistent to like a level of greatness that everyone was hoping it's not, for. It's, it's not, but uh, I don't see the hate that he's getting. That I don't see hate like he got right. on Captain America after yeah. the big Stevel reveal. So I feel like he's <laughs> I, doing okay. I keep forgetting we called him Stevel. Yeah. Uh, Denial. What's up with Marvel and Strange? I mean, when the Eternals feels like they're getting a definitive character defining treatment over the master of the mystic arts, you know something is wrong. Tiffany? Um, okay, so <laughs> what's up with Marvel and, and Strange? I think the Eternals are getting a different treatment because they don't know 100%, so it's almost like... Well, and there's I, only, like, one volume you can really show anybody besides, like... I mean, there are a couple of volumes of the Eternals. Yeah, no, there are, but, but like, like, there's the one, one that everyone, that everyone, everyone points to. Um, and, of course, all the people in the comments who are just like, ah, but actually, yeah, but, like, overall, there's one. Yeah. I'd say the issue is that, like, with the Eternals, the Eternals are kind of flying under the radar, not saying that Feige and Marvel and Disney aren't interested in what's happening with that movie. I think there's just a little less riding on it right now. Whereas with Steve, they needed to get him established because of the role he would end up playing in Endgame. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I I feel like they were like, 
listen, no time, do the bare minimum, use the formula, get him in there, yeah. because we're going to need him. Yeah, because like, he's... And, and look at how many movies he popped up in. Yeah, and so like I feel like that's what it is, and I hope I have hope for the second one in terms of character development because it's like they've got a second. Agreed. They got a second to like breathe and yeah. and establish him a little. Although it more. feels like they're using Steve again because in no. this case, you know, uh, with 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 the with, with the MCU and Marvel yeah. Comics Eternals. There's a movie. There's a comic book series called Eternals. It's coming out at the same time. Mm -hmm. That's all the synergy you're gonna get with with Doctor Strange. The multiverse, everything rides on him. He's no, gonna know. be in I WandaVision. Know. There was a I big know. deal with him, uh, and of course the multiverse of madness, Spider-Man. I, I feel like there's a, lot, there's a lot riding on MCU, Doc. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Uh, Z Swimmer C says, first earlier. time catching you guys live. Welcome, Welcome. We're not usually this live. Or no, this early. This we're live. Not this early. We're not usually this live. Usually so glad, it's, yeah, know, it's usually recording. a little more live than usual. But, uh, <laughs> but thanks for the hours of entertainment. What is your favorite thing going on at DC right now? Oh, man. I don't know. Uh, I'm loving Strange Adventures like you. Yeah, I mean... Which is excellent. Yeah. You're you're enjoying the bulk of Tom King books right now. I am. Isn't yeah. that I've never weird? liked more Tom King than ever before. <laughs> it is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's weird yeah. that I've liked his books and now, like, he's been on the show more than a few times. It's yeah. It's like, yeah, I would never... If you told me that two years ago, I'd been like, no way. Not happening. Nope, mm -hmm. nope. Uh, for those of you just joining us, we are in uh, a shared universe podcast studio. It's a literal crossover. Literal crossover um, with uh, Mike and Ming of uh, I Saw Comics and other uh, podcasts. Yep. But they were kind enough to let us rent out their studio space. So if you are in the like southern New Jersey, central, central southern New Jersey, if you could, you could drive to it. Oh you yeah, could drive. To we it. did. Um, area, you can rent this this podcast space and have like someone help you set everything up and do your podcast and That's have right. it ready to go, recorded, whatever, whatever you need it to be done. Damn right. Um, so there. Yeah. Uh, B Black says liking Heroes Are Born, tight knit and consistent with cool concept. Really like Squadron Savage, Weapon X, Suicide Squad. Uh, Electra leading a team was cool. Yeah. The last time I saw Electra leading a team or being anywhere near one was on the Thunderbolts team that no one liked. I didn't answer the question before, but you did DC. Not. Yeah, what book I, are no, you enjoying? From I'm DC? enjoying the Tom King stuff as well. I gotta say, really digging Wonder Woman. Yes. And like, we'll see what happens when she gets to Olympics. Cause I was really digging it because she was in doing North, in, in, in Valhalla, but yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, what do you got? But uh, what, 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 uh, oh, oh right. Um, I also be black. I loved. Uh, I, yeah, we'll talk about we'll talk about Heroes Reborn in a minute. Uh, Christian Pereira, hey guys, love the new set, more TV showish. Well, that's because we're at the a Shared Universe podcast studio yes. in Eatontown, New Jersey. But that's uh, this is temporary. This is we're, we're just we're 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 renting it. We're, yes, Enjoy literally this that. for this show. Right. Uh, <laughs> I did read Heroes Are Born number seven. I am so done with this book. Yeah, like, I haven't read it in weeks at this point, no, of and course. I don't I don't care. No, I, but I, I do want to hear you talk about well, it. Well, it's written by Jason Aaron with art by Aaron Cooter uh, and Dean White. Uh, this is just like it, it establishes a little bit more about like. Oh, Dean White did the colors. Uh, I don't know. You know, it's more of the same. But the only reason why I'm bringing it up at all is because I'm starting to kind of get what it? Aaron's going for. Are you getting it? I'm getting it. Look, look at look at what they created. Like one of the last pages. They cr they created the dark the dark squadron. Like is that? Yeah, it's 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 Norman Osborn in the Green Goblin. What what is up with him in that? I don't know. In, in, in any version of him, he's like, I I, I'm making a team. Yep, gotta be gobby. But uh, I get what Aaron's going for. I think I like it more than I have the last. 
now that I kind of get what this series was, especially since they announced a new series called Heroes Return, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, really, you're doing that? Okay. Um, but I think when it all is collected in trade, I'm going to like it a little more. It's just, the thing that really bugs me, and I, I think that's really what it is, on, on the undercurrent, the thing that bugs me the most is that it is not genuine. It is, it is Marvel knowing that people... There are more people now than there ever will be mm-hmm. clamoring for a DC Marvel crossover and Marvel being like, okay, but we'll do it ourselves. Yeah, no, I know. I, 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 I get they it. They did the Amalgam. They're doing the DC the DC Marvel. The Avengers vs. JLA again, mm-hmm. but with their own JLA. Yep. Uh I hope that at the, as a result of this, they're actually getting more people to enjoy these characters. You know, the Squadron Supreme, that is. Maybe Grunewald's to book what will end? sell more. Where will they, like, what will happen after well, this? Well, they're, they're, they still existed in the Marvel Universe, so, like, they... No, I know, but, like, let's see... look at their own book. You get... Then you can just do Justice, then Marvel can just publish Justice Then they can cancel it four issues later. That's right, yeah. Or whatever. Only if it was just like Dark. All right. <laughs> but, yeah, so uh, that's my review for Heroes Reborn, is it? It's fine, I get... And this episode, in, this issue in particular, number seven, helped me kind of get what Aaron is going for. Okay. I, I kind of get it now. Okay. I care more. You made me care more, Morty. Anyway, are we caught up on Super Chains? I think so, yeah. I think so, too. Uh, what else did you read? I read... I don't have it with me because I wasn't going to travel around with my book, no. um, but I read uh, Demon Days Mariko yes. by Peach Momoko. Right. And I loved it. I loved it so much that I got upset as the story was finishing and it clearly wasn't ending there, but I only had a few pages left. <laughs> but and you I was knew like, you had a, you, you But were I was going... like, but then there's no more. But then where, where, what will happen next? Yes. What, I don't understand. I hate that That's, feeling, that, but I love that feeling. Yes, because means that means that I'm really into it and I'm really enjoying it. The book is it's just a treat to look at. The story is just super fun. Yep. Um, it's just something completely different and I welcome it. Um, obviously, like I'm just like inundated with X-Books right now and I love them. And even though this is totally very much like in not that, that... Well, no, it's not that. I'm still dealing with similar characters. That's true. Taken in a totally different way. This focused on Mariko and um, Black Widow Yeah. with a little twist at the end, which oh. I'm not going to ruin it for you if you had a chance to pick this up um it's just it's told in a like more story fairy tale-ish vertigo kind of way uh, without it being like mature or sure. adult in that sense um and it looks nothing like any other book out there right now right you know course. what i mean like it looks like all the colors that you've seen that peach has done um but it's just i love it yeah. i love it so much and i can't wait for more also uh, cannot wait for more shout out to peach momoko i believe she's up for an eisner i know it's so great uh, there's a few people, friends of the show, who are up for Eisner's. Not, so congratulations to right, all Right, 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 right. I'm like right now just staring at all these hats. I'm like, I'm, I'm pulling on. I know, I know. We got to buy one of these. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Kevin Kruger, what would you what would you be more shocked by? Uh, Spider Man and Mary Jane getting remarried, or Reed and Sue getting divorced? Uh, I'd be more shocked by the ma- by the remarriage. I'd be more offended and upset by the divorce of Reed and Sue. Mm-hmm. I think it's like, don't don't do that. Don't mess up that. I, I don't feel that happening. I did read a little bit of the Fantastic Four wedding issue with Doom. Eh, feh. It's, it's classic comics by way of a person who believes those are what classic comics are. Mm. And sure, okay. okay. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the Spider-Man marriage, here's the thing about the Spider-Man marriage. I've, I've pretty much already given up. And the reason why I've given up is this. Uh, after the marriage in 1987... 
everybody in the bullpen was upset because they were forced to acknowledge and incorporate the marriage because of what Stanley was doing in the newspaper strips. And they felt like, well, what the hell? Like, we didn't get to really organically weave it into the story. It didn't really work organically. Because mm-hmm. at, at the time, he was seeing Black Cat. She had rejected his proposal. The proposals kind of seemed out of left field. I'm not arguing against marriage. I grew up during the marriage. I am the guy who, when the last issue of One More Day hit, I put it up on my shelf and I said, never again. I quit comics because I was like, it, no matter what the story is, no matter who the creator is, None of them are stronger than editorial mandate. That's true. No, that's true. And and, and it's like that that broke me in a way. Uh, So trust me when I tell you, I'd love to see them get back together, but like only for them to do it again and again and unmake it. I mean, like they're making jokes now. Mephisto's in charge of the of the the Heroes Reborn thing. There's a one more day reference. Like Nighthawk gets one more day. I think in that issue. I don't remember. It's not. It's not Nighthawk, but it's somebody. It doesn't matter. The point is, like, their their one more day has become a meme at the Marvel offices, mm-hmm. at least at the editorial level, and throughout the the thirty five year history or whatever of the marriage, major writers at Marvel were, were were pissing and moaning about having their hands tied and having to write for a married Peter Parker, mm. and the only reason why it got so good and why it became so narratively satisfying is because good writers like DeMatteis were on that book and didn't whinge about it and were like, I'm doing a job and we're telling stories about a married man and uh, kind of could relate to that person and were able to tell stories that mattered and, and made it resonate with you and me. And when they did that, it finally kind of legitimized the marriage, but it also tied the hands of editorial because they're like, what are we going to do? How are we going to undo this? People are actually liking it. Now it's like, we're stuck. It's kind of like, what do we do? You were supposed to like it. You were supposed to to tell us to to, to to undo it it. Yeah, you were supposed to hate it like me. And every time they tried to ruin it or unmake it, people got upset. And uh, finally they bit the bullet and they did it and they went through hell almost literally to do it. Yeah, quite literally. Quite literally with the devil. And, uh, And now they're here and it's like, if they ever do it again, can you imagine the, the crap they'd catch from doing it again? They'd, they'll, they'll never be in a better position to just be where they are now. Like, they'll never put themselves willingly in a position they were in where they tied their hands, or at least they felt like creatively for 35 years. They're mm-hmm. never going to go back to that. They're never going to go back. Which is why I'm like, they're never going to remarry them. Right, right. At least not in the main universe. Okay. Tony Riffey says, uh, waiting patiently for Method Man's Elseworlds Exchange interview. Love his take on uh, Ben Yurick for that Marvel's podcast. It's Riffle. Riffle? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but listen, uh, dude, I haven't heard it, but I'll have to check it out. That sounds awesome. Uh, Denial, by the way, I don't think I ever congratulated you on the new channel, so Aww. congrats on uh, F YouTube's BS. Agreed. Thank, Thank you, you so Dina. much. Thank you, Appreciate Denial. Appreciate that. Yeah, welcome. If you're not here, uh, if you haven't been here before, subscribe to Comic Pop Returns. Stay subscribed to Comic Pop Prime, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, yeah, you have, you have so many X books. Yeah, all right. So I peaked at X Corp. I didn't get through it all the way. Yeah. I really want to like all of the X books. This one, I don't know why this one's so hard for me to jump into. I know. I am digging the fact that, like, Monet is, like, out, like, sassing Emma in a way. Like, like Emma's in her pri- like, prime right now. She's fabulous. She is fabulous. She's fabulous. She's at the gala. She's doing all the things. She's moving. She's shaking. Outfit changes. The whole thing, right? Yes. Monet is just Monet. Yeah. She's Monet. She's just Monet-ing herself. Um, but 
needless to say, there this does take place at the gala. Yes. And there is fallout from what happened in the first issue. No one's happy with her. Oh, the uh, Planet Size X Men issue? No, the X Corp oh, number X-Corp one. The first X Corp issue. Yes, I see. And with like the like losing of the the lab at, yeah. in the Savage Land yes. with the Brazil incident with the flying island office corporation yeah, right, right. that they had fallout abounds and every, like Monet's dodging everyone's calls they're still using phones I guess or not I don't know I guess it would be really professor stressful X, to like, have like a, a voicemail <laughs> really professor X left a voicemail I guess maybe he couldn't get her telepathically maybe suspicious. she was ignoring it mm. maybe that's what it is maybe it was actually like I feel like if it's in your brain that's actually easier that's harder to ignore but whatever she's really good at it yeah if you're if you are have any sort of psychic ability, yeah, wouldn't you be pretty good at that? I guess yeah, I'd be good at I'd be better at ignoring a psychic call than a phone call. Right, be right. More disruptive. Oh, why is this small black rectangle vibrating? Um, you know, uh, Roberto of um, New Mutants fame. Yes, is Da Costa. Yes, yes, is is pissed. Because he put money into X Corp before he left Earth. Serious money. Serious money. And he's like, um. Yeah. So he's trying to get a hold of her, too. They At this party, they're going to use a two-wheel on deal, shake hand, glad hand. Yes. Try to, like. We're, sh- we're seeing the infrastructure of the X-Corp. Trying to put things back, because the fact is, it's like, you know, they had their big, like, reveal in, like, a not great way. Yeah. And so now they got to try to fix it. Agreed. Um, and yeah. then the Vince Trucker arrived, so. Oh. Yeah. And that's the part where I was like, okay, we got to shoot the show. Because, like, literally, I was I was over there. Right. I was trying I to read go. it real fast. Um, so I read that. Um, but I also read New Mutants, in which um, Roberto is instead upset about not being part of the X-Men. Oh. Well, that would make sense. Oh, the, yes, he wasn't elected. <laughs> he wasn't elected. And that's sad because that because they did it, they voted via telepathic connection with every mutant. Uh-huh. Yeah, so no, it's like, if you ever needed to know how unpopular you were. You found out. Yeah, you no, know. You found out. Because no. literally, you know what everyone, what's on everyone's mind. That's not really the key thing that happens. It was just something that stood out to me. Is yeah. that like he's annoyed about that. And then they have like a group chat page. It's like one of those infographic pages where mm-hmm. it's between a bunch of the original new mutants. Yes. Where he's like, who did everyone vote for? Tell me right now. Who did <laughs> you vote for that's fair only one sam is the only one who yeah. voted for him well, that makes sense <laughs> everyone else voted for anyone else Aww. amara voted for sunfire he's like this Why? is not i'm i'm the better of the sun characters yeah, <laughs> yeah. he is um sorry new mutants issue was uh written by vita ayala with a totally different artist yes Linz. I think it's Alex Linz. Totally okay. different, totally different feel. I will tell you, though, the cover for this is sick. Very Sienkiewicz. Yeah, it it's, it's dope. Simmons. It's dope. That, that cover's like, dope, which is what I thought we were going to get, because Rod Rice obviously has been, like, like putting his best game on in terms of trying. Channeling a little bit of Sienkiewicz. Channeling a little bit of Sienkiewicz, Sienkiewicz um, but doing his own thing. Yes. Doing his own thing. Um, but... This issue felt like, hey, we want to progress the plot a little bit. It has to happen at the gala, and then we'll do some filler. Right. And that's kind of how it, it was. The, the big bulk of it is um, is that um, Rain yes. reveals to Danny that she found out that like her kid's alive someplace. Oh, or yeah. Something I thought I heard that. That it's like... That it's like we did. We dealt with that, but like Danny wasn't there to help her because she had to go to other world, mm. and Rain felt bad about that. But they oh. they have a little bit of like an argument, and then they're fine. Like okay. they they figure it out. And <laughs> Rain's like, look, the fact is, like I wanted you to be there with me because X Factor told me this that like backups are still being made of my kid. Right. But where are they going? And they're wrong. Yeah. So what? the kid's not dead, or is no one knows. That's horrific. And so like Rain or not Rain, um, 
Danny's like, well, you, did you ask them this or that? And she's like, that's why I wish you had been there, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, she's like, listen, the fact is, like, if you had said you were going to stay to help me, I would have told you to go. Right. Because you had to help that person. So I shouldn't be mad at you. And so they're good. Right. They're cool. Okay. Right. But they addressed so, it. So we addressed that. We know that's coming. What are yeah. we going to do with that? I don't know yet. So we're going to go right. with that. But don't forget Gala. that the Shadow King is still on Krakoa and he's mm -hmm. dealing with some of the even younger new mutants. Yes. In terms of like trying to help them to like switch bodies. Right. Uncomfortably. And Gabby recently was brought to him mm -hmm. by Rain. Oh. In the last issue. Okay. And, um,. We essentially see at the gala that um, that X twenty three, Laura, Laura, that's yeah. it, that Wolverine um, is looking for Gabby at the gala because right. Gabby had a little like outfit. Mm -hmm. little. Yeah, I know she had a cute outfit. Yeah. So she runs into uh, I think she runs into Dokken, mm. and like he I think it's Dokken. Is he the one dating? Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, and he, essentially she's like, "Have you seen Gabby? Because mm -hmm. like she wouldn't miss a free buffet." No. And we were supposed to like hang out or whatever. And I don't want to say anything to Wolverine because he'll just fly off the handle yes. and like rip the party apart trying to find her. Uh -huh. So she's like, just let me know if you find her. Inevitably, at the end of this issue, we see those kids who were dealing with the, the, Shadow, the King. Shadow King. Yeah. Like, I guess they're not at the party, obviously, because they're kids. Um, and they weren't invited. Really? And um, they're making their way, I guess, to see him. And like you hear them go like, oh, like is, there a, is that an arm? What is that? And we see... Gabby's body. No. Well, she can be resurrected. But that's that. I, I guess. Well, she's a clone. She's a clone, <clears throat> but they resurrected Laura. But Laura might have been different because she, she did, was needed. She did a service. Yeah. Um. Ugh. So I don't know what's gonna happen there. But like, she leaves like this heartbreaking note for Laura. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really sweet. If if you get a chance and you didn't read through that because it's like just a big long page of scripted text. Yeah. You gotta read that note because it's like it's adorable. It Aww. just talks about the fact that she's like, listen, like Laura, like. You like and I, I feel like we haven't been like connecting lately, and I don't know how to talk to you anymore because it's like you went away for a really long time. Yeah, and you come, you came back, and you don't remember being gone for a really long time, but I do, and right. like a lot of stuff happened. And I don't know how to talk to Aww. you about it, and like it's just sad. Yeah, and she's like, you know, like I miss us being together and like you know, hanging around. And the end of it is that like. I really, I can't wait to go to the gala with you and like hang out and like, you know, be like sisters again. And like, mm -hmm. I, you know, I have, I jumbo maybe an outfit has got like a hood and it matches yours so that we look like we're together. Aww. And I was like, oh, don't make me read that. That's so sad. Yeah. So she shows it to Dokken. Okay. And show it to so, Logan. You show it to Logan. Yeah. But, but there seems to be like a weird Hickman mandate of like, don't make Wolverine important in this entire era. But I get. Okay. I, well, I mean, I have a feeling. He had thirty years. He's hopefully, fine. he'll come in too. It'll be all of them going to like yeah. take care of this. Right. Um, but that was it. Was very sad. It was that very sad. very sad. Well, um, by the way, Duckade mentioned uh, he can't stay for the stream, but he wanted to mention that he caught back issues where you mentioned Venomverse. And he liked it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, another Cullen Bunn forgotten masterpiece. Venomverse, which was like stupid fun. Yeah. But I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. It's hey, stupid. That's my Let's... review of Venom 200, by the way. <laughs> uh, Venom 200 from Donny Cates, Ryan Stegman, JP Mayer, and Mark, uh, Frank Martin. Oh, my uh, gosh. New status quo. Obviously, we all know what it is. Uh, basically, the long and the short of it is uh, Eddie's son. Uh, yeah. He's Venom now. And uh, yeah, Eddie surprising Brock, no one. And Eddie Brock looks like the grandpa from God Country. Because, like, the effort of becoming, like, the ho like, be of replacing Null. Yep. Yeah, it makes him grow a long beard and look old, and he's strong, though. 
He looks exactly like the dad from God, or from the, the grandpa from God Country. That doesn't so, surprise me. Does not surprise me. Of course me not, at because all. all roads eventually in Donny Cates's yeah. town lead to God Country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just read crossover. But like <laughs> fine. You know what? Like, who cares? No one's arguing. Basically, like Eddie Brock is the most important person in the universe, and he's like, ah, oh, there's all kinds of stuff happening. But I'm not Venom anymore. But I could be at any point. I like that you kind of used your Bruce Willis voice for him. Uh, I don't give a shit because that's Bruce Willis. I it's don't like care. It's like Bruce Willis meets Rick. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Would you like to swing on a star? No. But yeah. Uh, Dylan. But yeah, Dylan's Venom now, and he. But he's got chains because they're in because superheroes who wore chains were in comics that Dylan read, and chains are cool, which is an old thing. Listen, that Donny all... Cates told McFarlane back in the day. It's like, chains make the, the hero cooler. Todd McFarlane thinks that 100%. There's no way he doesn't, and why wouldn't he? It's he, worked well. It's I, paid I, dividends. I'm like, I'm like 100% certain that Todd McFarlane actually created chains. Mm. There were no chains before Todd he came along. He certainly created uh, you know, a, new, a new era for chains. Right. <laughs> By the way, if you want more about Todd McFarlane, check out our interview with Todd McFarlane. Todd came on the show. He's on Elseworlds Exchange. Came out on Friday. Watch it. It's we called it channel. Todd Talks. Yeah, at least Todd in the Talks. logo. Because I was so like, when he does that, you know where it came from. It was us. It was totally us. I, I saw it in the chat just a little bit. I just want to, like, the reason I'm talking about the fact that Gabby is a clone is because even though Laura was recently resurrected, yes. Laura was sent on a very special mission. Yep. And so regardless of her clone status and her origins based on like birth or not, mm -hmm. she was sent on a mission and deserved to be resurrected. Exactly. Now they are using the clone excuse for not resurrecting people like Madeline Pryor, for example. And so yeah. it's like, it's a question of which way they're gonna go for this. Exactly. So that's the only reason I'm bringing that up is because like, the mutants right now are fa playing fast and loose with the reasoning why people are being resurrected. Yeah. When in reality, it's just because, it's just because Moira I, told them not because to. Because I want to, I don't want to, never destiny. Right, because Scott doesn't <laughs> want them to come back or because, yeah, not destiny. Exactly. Scott's like, that. please do not bring Madeline back. Yeah, please, that would make my life even more complicated than the three-way I'm having with Wolverine all the time. Uh, <laughs> Put her on the other side of Wolverine. Yeah. By the way, I also noticed um, Legends of the Dark Knight, number two, uh, from uh, Derek Robertson, who mm. wrote and drew it. I reviewed this entire series, or at least this run, it's yeah. now available in physicals. If you like Derek Robertson, you're going to love this. If you don't, or if you think like, oh, an artist writing a book, is it good? No, it's awful. Don't bother. But I just wanted to mention, it's like, it, it came out, it's, it's in physicals, and yeah, like, and, yeah, yeah. The, and it gets better, though. Like, after the, after this, after the Robertson story arc, it gets better. Yeah. So I would say that it's, it's good because just let Ladok, L-O-D-K, Ladk. Uh, is a good imprint and a great idea. I legitimately didn't know what you were doing right there. I was like, are no, you just abbreviating. A, I'm like, is that, a, is that an artist? Night. Yeah, no. Ladakh. Ladakh. I thought you were having a stroke. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> that was, well, it's yeah. because no one ever says these abbreviations. No one says, like, oh, I was reading ASM the other day, and it's like, Amazing Spider Man? No, no one thinks that. But, like, yeah, you don't say the abbreviations. Uh, <laughs> Be Black also back to say, what mutant. Uh, what mutant are you most pleased on uh, character development? Also, how will this lead to Hickman putting toys back in the box? Moira's like mutant Ragnarok. Uh, oh, she is. I well, mean, all like, she has to do is die, and then it's, re it's exactly. And so, like, they don't have to even use it right now. Nope. Like, Hickman could absolutely do that. Hickman, who could do everything, have have all of the stories, and have like the Hickman era of X Men mm -hmm. with like all of the people he's been working with in like the Hickman inner circle. That's essentially like Krakoa. I have to assume yep. in the Marvel offices somewhere they have like a little room yep. where they have things like in a, in a circle. Mm -hmm. There's a big tree. Oh, no doubt. It's 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 like one of those old McDonald's like oh those like ugly apple trees. pie trees yes. but you know with faces on them yeah, yeah. whatever well, you, you, know, you get the grimace to translate for you it's cool 
Ah, he's um, the cipher of the McDonald. Yeah, McDonald yeah, yeah. But like in terms of like with like how Character we put it back into the box, like it's it's Moira, and it doesn't have to be him. He yeah. could leave it. Marvel could be like, leave it for now. Yes. We're, sales are doing well enough. Let someone else play with it until they tank it, and then we could always reboot it. Exactly. Like they'd rather sometimes they'd rather just run it into the ground. Yeah. Than just end something with you wanting more. Marvel. <laughs> Or anyone? Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, for character development wise, I mean, I'm just happy that Abigail Brand is back. But um, <laughs> I think Moira has been had the most significant character development, honestly. Yeah. Uh, more used than ever before. More used than ever before, with like, you know, with secret importance. shadowy importance. Yeah. Um, I kind of like Scott's development. Yeah. Like, he's still, like, true to himself. Right, but he's also a family man, and he's like, and he's like I'm a, a hero, but also, yeah, yeah. Like, he's yeah. just a little and more And he needed chill. to relax. After the period he had, uh, <laughs> yeah, he needs to relax. So I'm glad he's in that space. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many characters, honestly. Like, a lot of characters. That's why I'm really, I think, enjoying this time frame, is that, like, so many characters have gotten a chance to do something different. Yeah. And, like, be different. Not sinister, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> Alex Cash, thank you very much for your support, man. We really, really appreciate it, Alex. Just uh, helping us so out, much, man. man. Thank you. It's awesome. Um, so, yeah, more X-Men, I guess? Or do you want to go... Uh, how many more X-Men books? That's it. Okay, so, so we can talk about two more planet. books. And then, uh, so we'll talk about... Uh, let's talk about Supergirl, then. Yeah. All right, so Supergirl number one. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, number yeah. one, from Tom King and Bilquis Evely. Bilquis. Uh, Bilquis Evely. Well, Tom keeps saying Bilquis. Oh, uh, maybe it is Bilquis. So I don't know. He would know probably more than I would. He talks to her. Uh, yeah, and he probably speaks more languages than I do. So. Like 100%. Yeah, so it's Bilquis Evely. He can also grow a better beard than either of us. Well, he can grow certainly faster. Yeah, like 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. You can't prove otherwise. No. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, number one. It's just true grit in space, uh, but starring uh, Supergirl as Rooster Cogburn. Right, which is hilarious because I guarantee not a lot of folk who are, are reading Supergirl or would read Supergirl. Or, like, maybe or even in the chat right now have, like, dove into true grit because true grit not only, A, it was a remake of well, a movie a I've never seen. And two movies. There you go. <laughs> and the only reason I saw the remake was because... You really wanted to see it. I was I did. like, cool, I desperately whatever. wanted to see it. Um, yeah, yeah. But the fact is, it's like, it is like that thing, which is like kind of a Western. Yeah. But like. But in space and with like sweeping, beautiful right, vistas. Right, but like, it's, I always feel like a Western's a hard sell. It didn't used to be. Like, the Magic's 60s, a hard sell. I think a Western's a hard sell right see, now. Uh, right now? Yeah, well, on, uh, until the best one comes out. Like, well, when yeah. Tombstone came out. Westerns were tough. Then, but like then there was that bidding war against Wyatt Earp and Tombstone to try and get that movie. But that's out. like twenty five years ago. Yeah, but also <laughs> then it, you got uh, Quick and the Dead, you got Unforgiven. Like all those movies came out around the same time. Sure, but I. But then I, it went away. I think in terms of, but you could say the same thing about comics because it's like yeah, you could sell Harry Potter movie and yeah. you could sell those books, but yeah. like selling magic and comics doesn't always work. No, just like. You know, westerns are tough. No, westerns don't, don't. Westerns don't sell comic books. That's what I'm saying. You're right. And so, like, saying that is bizarre. Yeah. However, this book is really just taking the, like, badassery associated with, with Westerns. Westerns and what people believe Westerns to be. Yes. It's, it's and thing. putting it into a book about, in, like, a totally science fantasy setting. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually kind of funny because everyone... Everyone always says they love westerns, and they mm -hmm. read one or watch one, and they're like, ah. And it's because you're measuring them all based on your favorite western. Yeah. You know? It's why everyone hates Back to the Future 3, besides the fact that it also sucks. <laughs> I love Back to the Future 3, but, like, Jesus. But, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. But that's why, like, I'm like, 
I I don't want people to hear people calling it like a Western in space right, and then like be turned off it. from it. Yeah. Because you shouldn't be turned off from it. Like what right. we're saying is like it's like this thing that we both really enjoy because we both really enjoyed the remake of True Grit yeah. quite a bit. Um, it's very cool and like the main per, like protagonist is this little girl and yeah. it's like this badass little girl. Yes. And so like that's what you should take and away she's from Hawkeye. it. And she's Hawkeye. Yes, but she wasn't at the time. She was not. Um, that was ten. It was eleven years ago when that movie came out. Yeah, which is why I'm like, it's like some people get this and some people don't. Yeah, like it's just it's just a very different take. Yep. I can't wait for the fill your hand, you son of a bitch moment. I was so totally, I yes. know it's happening. It's gonna happen. But it that, has to happen. My question is, when it comes to like, oh, so you could just you could just especially from uh, Ruth, who's yeah. the who is the Matty. Analog for this book, mm -hmm. uh, you know, she has this uh, internal monologue, which uh, is the, re the the return of Tom King's caption boxes in comics. She's very verbose. They're back. She talks a lot. She does. She uses big words, and mm -hmm. she talks. She uses ten words where three will do, uh, which is very much Maddie from True Grit. And it's funny because like I was just like, so you're just doing true. This is just true. So when are we gonna get like okay? So I'm, I got I got a Green Arrow pitch, and it's just Jaws but with Green Arrow in it. And it's like, can we just do that? Can I just take movies that I like and be like, okay, so it's Booster Gold, but it's Event Horizon. You know, like... <laughs> you, like, everything you just pitched, I would read. It's something I don't... <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, because like, I don't that's even the, know where any of those But it's would literally go. that? It's literally that? Because that's what this is. But, that, but Ghostbusters. <laughs> yes. I love Ghostbusters. I wouldn't change anything. No. <laughs> just leave Ghostbusters alone. <laughs> leave them alone. Ghostbusters is great. But... Maddie or Ruth in this, I think, fits perfectly than having like a human. Yeah. Oh, she has to be allegory. Yeah, it'd because it's be like weird. she's an alien. So she's obvious. from a very different like culture and like background and like her technology level is very different. And so like the way in which she speaks works. Yes. It totally works. Yes. It also gives Bilkis, Bilquis, Bilquis Evely. I'm like, how did you say it before? Yeah, Bilquis. Bilquis. Um, the opportunity to draw beautiful sweeping landscapes yes. that are colored brilliantly mm -hmm. by the colorist who I don't have off the top of my head who does a phenomenal job as yeah. well um yeah I had a question at one point aloud you had a question I had a question about the book Matt that Lopes I, that I the, Matt the Lopes Matt does a great job um I had yeah. a question that I had asked you. Mm -hmm. Like I made the joke about it because, like, after our interview with like Tom, where like, we had him on, I was like, "Did I just really have Tom King on and tell him, like, look, I'm sure the story is great, but like, I'm really in it for the art." Yes. Which I, I partially was. However, that said, the, the story, story is good, was phenomenal. I was like, what I really should have asked him was like, "Do I need a does the dog the does the dog die?" Check. Yes. Crypto's in this. I'm not going to say anything more than that, but like. But it's uh. But like it's it's, stressful. It's, it's a stressful it's a stressful thing. This dog's going on this journey. I can't handle this. Yeah. Like, is he going to be is Crypto the Matt Damon character? Mm. Yeah. Uh, what the hell is his name? Right. Uh, Labeef. Labeef. I hope not. I hope not. Maybe well, maybe. Maybe, maybe they'll pick up a Labeef. Because sometimes Labeef makes it and sometimes he doesn't. But yeah. uh, is Lobo in this at all? I don't think so. I was gonna say Lobo could be the Labeef. That'd be fine with me. <laughs> But yeah, now this oh is a God. this is a great this is a great series. It's no, a lot it's, of fun. It's a really cool opening. Uh, it's one of those books where it's like this. This is based on one issue. So check in with us seven only issues. Eight, though. Yeah, there's only eight issues in this. So check in with us seven issues later, whether or not I can repeat what I'm about to say. But this feels like with this first issue, this could be one of those books that like people hand people 
to get them into a character. Yeah. Even though she doesn't necessarily... It's not really Supergirl or right. not the Supergirl that you've ever known. Yeah. But it is... Like it's just this is this is where she is in her life. Yeah. And uh it just it's arbitrarily that point because right. King chose this point. Yeah. But it is also springboarding her into the infinite frontier and this is what she's gonna be like. Yeah, and honestly and for depending, the future. depending on how much they do a deep dive into comic book lore, it could be one of those books you hand to someone who's not interested in superhero yes. comics. And they might really dig it. And then Kara becomes their favorite character. Yeah, so there's, just, there's something that feels important about this book. Agreed. And so even if Kara's not one of your favorite characters, I would say this is a book that you should check out. I agree, yeah. Because it's just a, it is a fun, solid read that makes you feel cool reading it. There's That's, something cool about it. There is, yeah. I just an felt cool. Agreed, agreed. Uh, Nathan Starkman says, uh, I know this isn't a big deal, but they retcon Laura out of being a clone in the hunt for Wolverine. That's why she's allowed to be brought back. Oh, there you go. There you go. Thank you. There you go. That's perfect. Yeah. But that, again, still, that's why with, with Gab Gabby, it's even more complicated. So who knows? Yes. But uh, but I did really enjoy Supergirl, uh, you know. And if I didn't, you know, I'd be telling the truth. It's not just because he was on the show. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I honestly, like, I, yeah. I the, the book actually made me laugh aloud. You were there. Yeah. It did. Like it, I, I was like. <laughs> I will tell you this: when I was reading Ruth's style or her monologue, there were po there were p points where I went, <sighs> "Do I really need to read all this?" Like, oh, really? I enjoyed the, every bubble. Well, here's the thing: is that I got to this point where I'm like, "Do I really need to read all this?" Like, I know what she's telling. Like, I know what she's saying, and I know where we're going with this. Can we just get to the next part? But having gone through it and read it, I was yeah. like, "Okay." Like, I, <laughs> you know, it was like you're rewarded for eating your yeah. vegetables. Like, and then you find out, like, "Oh, it's actually not so bad." Like, and it was. It was cute, and it also just contributes to Ruth yes. as a character. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Elliot Troy says, had to flip the page during Planet X. Immediately thought of you all. Uh, loved it. Yeah. 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 We'll we, talk we, about we'll that talk in just about a that. minute. Um, we also have another one from... Uh... Oh. Oh, there was one from uh, Dex, Dex Baker. Baker. Dex, thank you so much for your support, Thank man. you, thank you, thank you. And be black back again to say, do you see Dylan joining the champions now? No. I see Dylan getting his own book called Venom. Or getting another book called Son of Venom. Um, but I don't see him joining the champions. Son of a Venom. Son of a Venom. <laughs> anyway, so planet-sized... X-Men number one. Yeah. Uh, th let's pull up the creative team for this. Uh, I think it's Jerry Duggan and Pepe Larraz. I know, and I gotta tell you, it felt very Hickman-y. I feel like it's that, but I could be totally wrong about right? that. I thought it was Hickman, was but it's it not. Ewing? It's Jerry Duggan. It also is contributing uh, Jonathan Hickman. Of course, you probably gave him the story. No doubt. With art by Pepe Larraz and, uh, of course, uh, art by Marte Gracia. So, yeah. Oh, you mean colors? Colors, yeah. Yeah. Wow, I nailed it. I nailed the creative team on a you book. Did. I never know the creative team on no, a book. No, it's true. Yeah, Planet Size X-Men. Uh, why are they calling it this? We know why. Yeah. Why are they calling it this? It's like you should we should have known. Yeah. We should have known and yet I had no idea and then reading it I was like, "Of course." All right. Because that this age of of Hickman's X-Men simultaneously is exciting and an adventure and a mystery and also really great at making me feel like, oh, duh, I should have seen this coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. It feels like, and it feels like a lot of ideas all kind of at the same time, mm -hmm. but working in synergy because they're done by, like, someone who's either, 
well, who is good at juggling books, good at building worlds, and good at apparently helping to direct an entire line. Like, I could have seen this being an incontinuity way of shunting all mutants yeah. out of the Marvel Universe. And maybe maybe this is the... Not, I'm like piggybacking off of what you were about to say and then completely taking it a different way because my brain was like, hey, say this now. Yeah. Um, maybe this is the key to what some of these comics need in general. Like, in terms of, you know, I don't know how you break it down, but like, you got your street levels for Marvel, you got your Bat family for DC. You need someone who's telling an overarching story. Yes. And you let everyone else do what they need to do, but you guys meet about it and you talk about it. Yeah. Because clearly, X-Men right now has like a Kevin Feige. Right. Just running it all in a way, like people are doing what they need to do and he's like willing to give everyone like free reign on like, yeah, do that, do this. We just gotta get here. Right. Tell your stories. Ironically, he's not even the editor of the book. There's an editor who's also juggling all the X titles. I know, but like when you see his, I. Because I don't know, because we don't we've never had Jonathan Hickman on the show. No, but he's welcome anytime. Come on on. Um, but I don't know how much his involvement really is. You yeah. know, like sure you can read interviews and stuff like that, but like what is it like? Right. What is it like in the office? Like yeah. do they do they do they zoom? Do they right. Zoom well I assume they've where, like, been they, zooming for the last year. Well, yeah, least. but you know what I mean? But, like yeah. is it like a weekly, monthly kind of meeting where it's like oh, we're, all right, make sure we get in here, 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 and here. Yeah. Because like everything's really firing on all cylinders. It is, it is. And it feels cohesive. It feels like it's part of its own continuity, but yeah. also still manages to fit in with Marvel's universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the which again, like I just wanted to give credit where credit is due. Because, uh, you know, this is a Herculean editing. Oh, my gosh. I do not feat. envy the editors on the X lines right now because it's like, yeah, you got Hickman telling everybody what to do. But, like, you need someone there to, like, make sure it's like, wait. Yeah. yeah. Does this make sense? Jordan D. White and Annalise Bissa, as associate editor, uh, are working their asses off. Making yeah. this making this universe, this, this, this line, mm-hmm. this family of books work. And it works... <laughs> Incredibly Someone well. Someone in the in the chat said head of X. Head of X. <laughs> yeah, damn right. But you know what I mean? Like, could you imagine if you had someone like that managing the bat books? I wish. I mean, like they do kind of all line up often, they but do. like I'm just thinking like in terms of like the strength well, of like. Only if they had to go towards a conclusion. Like if they were to do No Man's Land again yeah. or something like that, they mm-hmm. would need them all to have the kind of synergy. Right, but and like, they had thirty years. Like ago. if you're doing a big event. Like as Marvel loves doing, as, as Marvel, Marvel will do probably events, twice a year, right? Yeah. Which is probably why they're so thrilled with what's going on with the X Men right now because it's so easy for them to do it because you got someone in charge yep. who's keeping everything so that when they get to the event, all the books are in line. Yeah, they're ready to go. And we know that Marvel's been doing that with X Men, especially for at least thirty years because they used to tell uh, Claremont and mm-hmm. Simonson, "Hey, can you make this an event?" Right. Can you turn the story arc into a, into a big thing? Right. And that was one way to do it. But with this, it's like, you know, Hickman's hitting certain miles. Like, he's doing this because he, this is what he wants to do. Exactly, yeah. He, um, he's telling the story he wants to tell. It's not just done for cash grab. Right, right. Whereas, right. like, if Marvel wanted to do an event, like they, it's like they need someone like a Hickman, not necessarily saying Hickman, but someone like a Hickman, yes. in charge of, like, the books that it's going to touch. Yeah, yeah. For a bit. To make sure that everyone's like, all right, guys, don't forget, like, tell your stories, but we need to be at this point by this date. Right. This is like this book is when. Yeah, this it's is where be your arc needs to end at this point. Yeah, so they can join in with the event. Right. And so things would feel more cohesive. Like, if you feel well, like you need to do these like, like tie-ins, or you need yeah. to do these like, like line encompassing things, make it so that it feels like it matters, yeah. or that like you know, I don't know. Yeah, but it does. Planet Planet Size X Men matters X-Men. big time. Yes. Uh, oh my gosh. The long and short of it is. 
Uh, the the Rackos. You the, know, remember. I'd say at, the long and the short of it is the fact that it's like Hickman inevitably may or may not be leaving this, and if even if we're at the halfway point. Don't say that. There's no way he's leaving before. No, 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 no. I'm just. I'm, no, I don't think he's leaving before the end. I'm just saying, even over at the halfway point, it, like time flies. Yes. And so, like, this could be over before you even realize Blink. it. Yeah. Um, but like, he's putting the toys back in the box in a way. Yeah, well, he's setting things up. He said, I would say he said he's possibly setting things up, or he's dealing with something where he's like, I did something where I changed things, and maybe we don't need to deal with that right now. Right. But I, I like this, and I want to put this over here. Yeah. I do think it's probably setting something up because everything he's done. Yeah. Has set something up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> literally everything. <laughs> like literally everything has set something yep. up. You were, you brought up a point uh, where what's going on with like a particular species in space. And it's yeah, like, he set that up too. He set that up. He set that up for sure. He invented an alien species and made them the Deus Ex Machina of the last event. But yeah, they're important and they also were set up. Like yeah. you put them do- into a place. Yeah, they're doing to things. be used to be used or not. Oh, he'll but use prob- it. Yeah, no. it'll all be used. It'll all be used. That's that's what I think is so brilliant about this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like don't forget that like when Arako showed up, millions millions of mutants. Millions of mutants popped up from another dimension or whatever. Yeah. Uh, who are like bred for war and you know, they didn't have a, a postal not, service. They br- <laughs> They have no infrastructure. They, they have no internal plumbing. I uh, think wh- they do. I think that they're just, you I know. I assume there's one mutant who's just like, "Well, okay." I teleport all your the insides of everyone's bowels into a into a pit somewhere, a volcano. You just go into like the. Trust me, you're in Amenth or you're in Araco. Um, you're in Araco, which is next to Amenth. Right. There's some like hellish void where all that must just yeah, go. Yeah. You just pee into the into the void. <laughs> There's like a weekly cart service that takes yeah, it out there, and like that job sucks. Yes. You don't want that job. Naturally. But you do want your phone to ring. I do want my phone to ring. I definitely like, while, want Like while I'm doing a show, Absolutely which has never happened it. before. So I apologize <laughs> for that. Anyway. Um, but you've got all these mutants who are, um, you know, if, if our mutants are at like a 10, yeah. these guys are at like a 25. Right. They're just, they're ready to go. Yeah, it's New like, Island, they're on their, they're on this planet, it's green, it's they're pretty. They're like all feral wolverines. Yeah, they're all just losing it. And it's causing <laughs> international incidents, and it's like no amount of cancer-saving drugs are going to get you out of this situation, you got to deal with them. Yeah. Did you just, did you just add a landmass, another landmass, yes. and also unleash, like, lawless mutants? Yep. They, they, Superman did this story arc where uh, a small city was made big, and it became a huge problem. It became a war. Listen, and yet... And yet it, you have a country. I was going to say, and yet it was totally cool when Thor brought... Um, Asgard. Asgard down. Yeah, well, it was a it was like a town. It was like a uh, it was like a township. So Asgard, yeah, and it wasn't it was an issue, but only Straczynski wanted to write about it. <laughs> but yeah, so it's causing issues, and the X Men know they have to deal with it. Right, and they and they recognize that. And I love this meeting between Cyclops and it's Cap. One of my favorite scenes it's from this movie so, or from this book. So good. I love it because uh, <clears throat> basically it's it's pre Hellfire Gala. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cyclops has to meet. Cap, Cap dictated where they meet, and they meet at the Xavier Mansion in Westchester. Steve rides his motorcycle. He's he like, just hey. wanted to go for a motorcycle he ride. He just wanted to go for a ride. Well, he had to ride from the city to, to Westchester. Mm-hmm. And Scott's like, we could have met anywhere. Why'd you pick here? And you know, and he's just like, I just want to take the ride, and I thought it'd be fun. You know that was Cap being like, I want to remind you. Yeah, where you started. Where you started, and where things came from. Like, how we became friends, like, how we worked together, or, like, where, yeah, where you came from. Well, yeah, and also that, like, we haven't always been on the same side. Right. Right, but like this is <laughs> this is a this is a this place is important. Yeah, it's important, and like it and you're letting it you. fall apart. 
or not, like just don't at your core don't forget, don't forget who, you, who are you are and like why you did these things. Yeah, and Scott's of course like I don't I didn't get the message because I'm Scott because I'm Scott Summers. Oh, I think he gets it. Yeah, well, he doesn't want to get it. He doesn't, he doesn't want to be, get he it. Want to be lectured no, by Captain like, America. He's like, but I get it too from Scott's perspective where it's like. I get where you're coming from, right, but, but like, like, I'm really tired of like everybody acting like we shouldn't have this island. Exactly. Yeah, and I'm not saying you we shouldn't have the island. We didn't take land from anyone. Right. It's yeah. just, we have this island. Yeah. And, and we're on it, and mm-hmm. everyone's really upset about it. Yeah. But really... And that island killed you. What? That island killed you, like 34, well, 40 years ago. But now it's cool. Right, but now it's cool. Okay. okay. Just seems just seems a little weird. I'm oh, sorry, Steve. Uh, didn't you recently have a kind of a public issue? You want yeah. to talk about that? Yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I knew there was anybody else. <laughs> I know it was. But I love he's like, uh, are you going to come to the galley? He's like, I wasn't, but now I am. Yeah, I got to see what's happening here. But also, Cap's really there because he's like, listen, we are all very aware we that like, deal with this. this island popped up and millions of mutants. People are pissed. People are pissed already. People, we don't, we don't want to cause this problem. Yeah, he people, created the mutant, uh, the, 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 the Avengers of X-Men Alliance, Cap did. Mm-hmm. It's like, he knows. Yeah. He knows what it, what, what it takes. To get people on the side of mutants, or at the very least, to be like, yeah. he knows that people are not going to accept them without, you know, I know some kind of. He's concession. like, it's going to be an uphill battle. Mm-hmm. And like, the fact is, though, like, yeah, even Island of Wolverines that are freaking out, it's going to be, it's going to make it a, hor- it's like, not, a lot it's harder. It's not making it easier. But then we actually but finally, yeah, Magneto's got a plan. I love that Magneto meets them at the Iraqi, uh, like council, and it's just, I don't know if Magneto had seen. No, he meets he meets that he meets the Krakoan Council first to get like uh, all uh, yes. in favor. All eyes. in favor. Of what we're gonna be? I got this big idea. Let's do it. Yeah, like, yeah, go for it. But when yeah. he goes to the council and he sees like, oh, it's the same friggin' thing. Oh, like, no. oh no, is this how it always goes? Right. We're not yeah. so different, you and I. <laughs> but anyway, he gets a bunch of mut- he gets a bunch of mutants literally invented just to do this thing in this book. Sure. Well, listen, with Araco, it gives you that availability, which I did. Yeah, it's millions of mutants. The X Men do the same thing. Oh, I need a guy who can talk to everybody. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I got that. But I dig that with like them pushing it with the Araco mm-hmm. folk because it's like, listen, if no one wants to use them, inevitably Moira dies, and it all goes back. Who cares? Right. No one's going to be like, oh, no, I love this one person. Yeah. Bay the Blood Moon will probably be the one and possibly Iska the MB. Yes. Um, like, they'll be the ones that maybe make it. Yeah, Ocean Lizard Man is not making it. But he is dope. I didn't realize how big he was. Like, I don't know why in that image of him. <laughs> he didn't seem so big. Maybe because I, he's a gecko. I, he's not no, He's not a gecko. He's a newt. Oh, right. He is a newt. He's one of those, like, underwater newt things mm-hmm. that are, like, really cool looking, but, like, yeah. I don't want to touch it. Yeah. I used to catch newts. Not, a, not like this. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those like underwater like really like they all look the same albino-y ones. Yeah, whatever. Um, regardless, regardless, uh, Magneto puts Magneto together. Needs a to, he needs to, to put together a team with like specialized skills. It's like he's pulling a heist. Yeah, yeah, it's it like is. He's pulling planet a heist. heist. Planet heist X Men. Yes. Yeah, and where he's like, I need a certain amount of people. He tries to talk to some like individuals from other world, including the Mercado. Yeah. Um, the Mercantile. Yep. In order to avoid using Legion, because yes. they're like, we don't think Legion's ready. I love it because it's so funny just seeing Magneto go like, oh, I don't trust. Like, should we get Legion? And he's like, I don't trust Legion. And it's like, shut up, Eric, because he he's just <laughs> saying what Legion said to him. Legion's like, I don't trust you. And he's like, I don't trust Legion. I'm like, no, 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 buddy. You don't like that Legion is on to you. 
Yeah. No, 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 for sure. So he tries the mercantile. That doesn't work. And so then he goes to uh, Jamie Braddock. Yeah. Because, like, we need Jamie Braddock. Right, because he can, like, he. well, the other thing is we need somebody who can, like, kind of mess with reality. Yeah. And the one we banked on, Dan Slott changed, and so now we have to address it. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the Franklin Richard immediately comes up. Should we bring up Franklin? And Magneto's like, we don't need any more pretenders. Yeah. And I'm like, weren't you, like, in charge of a story that, like, happened less than a year ago where you literally needed Franklin, but now I get, but at least they're dealing with but it. They like they're addressing, with it. They have to address it. They have to address that the, the Krakoan it, mutants recognize that he's no longer on the table. So yeah. forget it. So they, they get Jamie Braddock, which luckily they had him queued up. Yes. Like luckily, luckily there's some was, kind of synergy between these books. Excalibur was going on and he has been put in a position to be utilized. Yes. Where it's not just like randomly Jamie Braddock shows up. Right. No, we've established that like you, the reader, would think to use Jamie Braddock. Yeah, Jamie as well. Braddock is like a monarch, t- like ruling over Avalon mm-hmm. in Otherworld. Yeah. Great. Awesome. Nail it. We don't Get have him. to create a new Arakan mutant. No. Um, we got plenty of those. He does in a hundred percent. That which means to me that these folks who are writing these books are paying attention to what other people are doing in their stories. They're reading each other's because books. Because there is a moment in this that I was like, that's Excalibur. Yes. No, that's Hellions. Oh, is it? Because it happens in Hellions for uh, Ten of Swords mm-hmm. when Sinister shows up with his Hellions and he wants passageway through Avalon. Yeah. And so he's like, you know, Jamie, you got to give us passage. And he's like, okay, I will. But you got to go too. I like your cape. Oh, Yes. So he gives, like, Sinister loses his cape. Mm-hmm. And so Jamie in this immediately eyeballs Magneto's cape. Magneto's like, you... this cape is not leaving these shoulders. Exactly. He's like, okay. Okay, but bring my cape. Get, get my cape then. Yeah. I, I need a cape too. Right. Get, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm all in on capes. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Jamie Raddock, all in on capes. Um, but yeah, we get to see that parallel again with the, like, two islands, Arako and Krakoa's council chambers that are set up the exact same way. Yeah. We get our mutant team there. They need to do X, Y, Z. And so we have them. We get everybody together. And what has Magneto done? Well, Magneto went ahead and pulled from the Kuiper Band, which to me immediately made me think of Ethan. Yeah. Because we've talked about that before. Um, He pulls a whole bunch of, like, iron out of it and steel and, like, makes a big ball of it and just shoves it into Mars. Yep. Why would you do that? Well, because the core of Mars isn't dense enough to hold the gravity necessary to create an atmosphere. And so he's increasing its density so that the gravity is greater on Mars so that it can hold an atmosphere. And yeah. so Magneto does that. I'm like, cool. Oh. Okay. Yeah, why not? And then uh, uh, several other mutants show up in order to like start kind of like terraforming. Yeah, getting it ready. Yeah, Iceman shows up and like creates ice caps. Yep. Which is dope. And so it's like, okay. This is an Omega level mutant. These are all Omega level mutants who, whose upper limits cannot be reached. So, yeah. Exactly. I think Kid Omega's there. He is. With uh, Hope. Because Hope's also super important. Yeah. Because you have Hope who can. Like increase probability or she, make it easier. She can bolster people's powers, yes. right? Which. We have established in Sword that there is another mutant who can kind of do that. Right. Because in theory, also, what's his name could do it? I hate him. Oh, uh, yeah, Fabian Cortez. Yeah, he can do it, but he got kicked off a sword. So, yeah. and obviously, Rightfully maybe so. he doesn't want to deal with him. No. He's like, you're out. I hate you. <laughs> That's fair. Um, that that fish guy shows up. Yes. And his blood his... can make the ocean. Yeah. Which I was like, well, they add that it's him and the other guy. They like he can make an ocean, or he has the he has all of the life. Making properties and yeah, water, but like if you add Jamie, to it, yeah, Jamie, Jamie and Hope. So Hope uses her powers; he uses his. But like in that moment, 
I realized how tall he was. Right. Like the fifth element. Yeah. Like, like uh, tall. <gasps> yeah. Um, Storm shows up in like a. Well, it's, I, yeah. lo I love seeing Storm drawn. It just must be so much fun. It must be so much fun for artists to draw Storm. It's fun to see it from people like Pepe the Ross. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I was just so enamored with this image of her. She just like yeah. she looks phenomenal. She she's like normally that she creates the weather, but here or she controls it. Here she creates yes. it. I was like, oh, right. And they call her goddess. Of course. That like worm guy. Yep. Turns into smaller worms and like seeds the planet seeds and filled. cleanses the soil right. of the planet. I was it like, fills That's... it with like. The, the properties that are necessary to make plants and stuff. They, yeah. They're terraforming the Earth. Exactly. Or the, the Mars. Yeah, and then they have this other mutant who is essentially like, it's a really cool design. It's like... Yes. Like a, 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 He's a fan favorite right now. Yeah, it's like a galaxy cloak thing. Yeah. Uh, Laktuka. Yeah, Laktuka. Um, who knows everything. Mm -hmm. And so they're basically going to use the external gate, which you would know about had you read Tenosaurus and Excalibur, because um, that led up and was part of that, that had been destroyed. Yep. And they kind of... They Farnsworth Parabox. Remember that episode of Futurama at the end of the episode where yes. they have the two boxes that go into each other's universe? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They both reach into each other's universes and then pull the boxes inside it's out so they of, each have they, their own universe? They, they, they like reverse it so that they can use it instead of like as like... A gateway, it's almost like a slingshot. But it turns, it it pulls, it pulls, it pulls a, a racco inside out, so it goes yeah. through the gate, through its own gate, yep. and then plops. Plops out onto Mars. Onto Mars. Yeah, they, they got all their asses to Mars. That's right. All Every of them. ass went to Mars. <laughs> um, which is neat, because this is an example of like, hey, not only is this book setting stuff up and written beautifully and drawn beautifully, but it also actually ties into the Hellfire Gala because it explains where everyone goes at the end of the evening and yes. why everyone's upset. Right, yeah, this is the issue. Where it's like, Be why are people pissed at everybody? Because Mars becomes like the capital of the soul system according to mutant kind yeah. and has like, like this centralized section for like diplomacy. Yeah. Like not only will the Iraqi well, the Iraqis also don't they're not all one people. They're all kind of fragmented. So like they have their own little countries and stuff. And yeah. Well, they have like a map similar to what we've seen for Krakoa, mm -hmm. and like it's fun to see kind of some of the stuff that they do where it's like two big statues. Oh, that represent the are, two worlds that, yeah. and what they gave up because. Well, the the person who makes them, I, I really kind of liked this moment quite a bit because I. Like it's, I think it's the worm guy who yeah, makes them, guy. and it's like this is like leads to Peace Valley where no fighting will happen yeah. there, and it's like two gigantic statues, much like in Lord of the Rings, um, of Genesis and Apocalypse. Yep. And it's meant to remind us of those who couldn't be here yes. to see the culmination of everything. Of their work. Yeah. yeah. Like those who had to stay behind so that we could have this. Right. And I was like, that's really dope, and very much feels like what. Charles Xavier is doing with Krakoa. Yeah. Like, there's something about that, and I'm sure if Richter were there, he'd be all about that. He'd be uh -huh. like, oh. oh, Apocalypse. <laughs> I missed you so much. <laughs> um, Shut up, Richter. And then they use Jamie uh, Braddock one more time, or a couple more times, yes. to create certain defenses. Mm -hmm. um, this is going to be the like front line of yeah. our solar system. They make a second sword station. They make another sword station. It's, it. it's for defense of the planet, but also as like another line of defense. Yep. And I'm like, that would make sense that you're afraid of space right now. Yeah. You definitely should be afraid of space right now. Mm -hmm. Like, There's always the possibility of um, the uh, warlock people <laughs> coming 
the phalanx. Ah, the phalanx, yes, the phalanx. like of the future coming. But well, now, they know, yeah. But now inevitably, like Nimrod has come online right. as well, and so it's like we like space is a problem. Mm-hmm. Every time the mutants go into space, it's a problem. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but Mars is theirs now, and everybody on Earth seemingly has a problem with that. Yeah. Um, which is, I thought that's hilarious, honestly, because it's like how hypocritical. How, you well, it's like you know they destroyed a couple of like a couple of those Mars little rovers. rovers that are out well, there. Well, they said you know like they're really mad that you that we did with Mars what they would never be able to do in their lifetime. Yeah, and I'm like, right, like you were just like, oh no, we we were gonna do that. We right. just didn't get a chance. Right, yet. it was just gonna take thousands we just, of years. We, for us. we hadn't just you know thought about it because it just like it wasn't a priority. Yeah, and it's like no, the only it's it would never have worked. They also established like. You know, there's radiation levels that, uh, of course, if you if you can't stay on Mars too long, or you will you will die faster because mm-hmm. of like the, because there's an atmosphere to protect you against the solar radiation, and they talk about that. Yeah. Too. Like they, they Hickman clearly, or Duggan, or, or Hick- both, of, or both them. of them, are big fans of like what a, of what ifs. Yeah. And concepts of like, well, how if I wanted to live on Mars, what would I have to do? You're talking to your friend who's like Ethan, and he's like, "Well, okay. First of all, <laughs> right? This is where we find out that Ethan was like a, con- a creative a consultant, creative on consultant planet, on, on planet, planet, uh, planet uh, size X Men. Planet. This is Planet X now. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that they're on Mars. I really, really do. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's it's brilliant. It gives like this whole race of of mutants an opportunity. It also, like, weirdly enough to me, like, makes the um. What you call it? Oh my god, my brain is so like. The Arrakens? No, 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 no. The um, Inhumans, like totally, oh, like, yeah. like they've got nothing special now. No, like you were like they had the moon. Yeah, and they had to go but to the blue area. They were in space. Uh, they're in space. They're, they were. They they're like. Hey, all, they, in, they were in charge of the Kree for a little. They're while. not quite mutants. No, but kind of in space. Yeah. And now we have mutants in, in space. space. I mean, and anyone can, and never, and, they and live everyone there. cares. And it's not just like they're on ships or like, you yeah. know, they're hanging out with Corsair or the Shi'ar yeah, they have or whatever. Own, they have their own freaking planet. Yeah, they're just like, it's fine. Exactly. <laughs> no. Uh, by the way, if you want to know what's going to happen next, you got to read Sword. The next issue of Sword is going to be course. like the moments later. Right, which I am looking forward to seeing how she reacts to this. You're talking about Abigail Brand. Abigail Brand. How, if either then she's going to be like, cool, another space station, or she's going to be like, this is a bad idea. What are you doing? You can't just You just painted a target on her back. Yeah, Yeah. like, I'm really looking forward to seeing her reaction to all of this, because Abigail, if nothing else, while she is technically a mutant, she doesn't see herself as such. You know, she refers to mutant kind, human kind, anybody as Earthers. She's like, you're just from here. Like, I'm thinking about things on, like, you know, you're yeah. playing checkers. I'm playing chess. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm playing 4D chess <laughs> over here. You have no idea. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to seeing how she reacts to that, especially because Magneto has had ties with that book. Yes. And so, like, oh, yeah. she's going to want to have a conversation. Big time. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> unless she's, like, already in on it. Yeah, unless he already told her. Yeah, and that's why they have Which be fine. sword base B, who's in charge of that. Yeah. I'm going to guess it's going to be... A racken. I assume. Maybe. But even then, like, how do they do? They even know how that works? Right. They don't have spaceships. They don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway. So yeah, Planet Size X Men uh, number one. That's it was the new great. Status quo. It's I, great. It's I read cool. that last night right before I went to bed. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I read it. I read it first, and I was like, oh, dude, you're gonna love this. Yeah. And I did. Because it is. It's like if you if you read Ten of Swords and you're like, ah, I don't really read X Men. Read this one next. That's it. Yeah. Like if you haven't been keeping up and you're like, I don't really care about the Hellfire Gala because the Hellfire Gala to me is such a such a weird decision it's to do a, this. It is, but it, like, and I'm enjoying it. Well, you were describing it and what a what a what an innovative idea it was. Yeah, because it's like it's not told with the story structure of an event. Because yes. the story structure of an event tends to be like a here's a book, 
it progresses the plot. Right. Next book. This yeah. feels like we're just getting issues where it's like, this is the evening. Yeah. I, we're not going to give you like 12 issues about one evening and like progress it along but that did. way. But no, but like what it is like, here's the evening and now we're going to see the evening from this side and yeah. we're going to see it from that side and we're going to see it from this side yeah. and that you get to put all the pieces together. Yeah, it's rare to see like an event that's just an hour or two and each issue is just perspectives on yeah. the same thing you're seeing. Right. Or the only like, thing they're withholding is the last ten, like 25 minutes. Right. Or like it's like honing in on specific elements and showing us how we got to that exactly. point. It's like a Tarantino event. Yeah. 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 That's like funny. where it's like shaking up the way in which a story is told. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's neat. It but I could see for a lot of people being like, why is that? I don't I want this. Yeah. Or I don't or, want this until it's collected. Yes, or I don't understand this, and no one's doing a very good job of explaining it to me, which is fair as well. Um, by the way, uh, Elliot Troy, uh, what are the chances, sorry about that. <laughs> what are the chances that Mystique recruits Laura for Inferno if Laura's really mad about the no resurrection policy for Gabby? Good way to get her on there. She is an X-Man. Yeah, no, for sure. That could definitely happen. I mean, I think really what we're gonna see is probably Mystique maybe recruiting a Havoc. Yeah because he wants Madeline brought back. We've seen that in the gala. Right. But during the same gala, Gabby has died. So that's a great question as well, whether or not that'll play in. But that's gonna really depend on what their decision is, what X Factor and the council's decision is on her resurrection. It's true. Um, or if those kids even say that they found her. I don't know. I don't know. You know what I mean? It depends on the Shadow King's influence. Like, they may not know immediately that she's dead until someone reports her as being such. Exactly. X Factor would have to do an investigation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. An investigation? An investigation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Solid. Thank you. Uh, I think Aaron A. Uh, says, whoa, new setup is great. Much love from Canada. Thank you very Thank much. You. It's not ours. It's a shared universe in Eatontown, New Jersey. If you want to broadcast your own podcast, check out a shared universe uh, online and uh, book your podcast today. Yeah. Uh, King Kaul says, every time I hear about the X-Men, I always wonder, what is Thor doing? Well, you should Thor read Donny Cates' Thor. But also Thor was in these. He was there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he um, I can't remember. It, was it this one or was the other one? He wants to, like, get a drink with. Oh, no. He's hanging out. It was Captain Marvel. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. He wanted to get a drink with Danny. But I've seen Thor hitting up some folks. Yes. Chatting with some people. Totally. Yeah. Uh, Be Black, future predictions for Planet uh, X Fallout. Uh, obviously, we're leading up. You know, we're gonna. You know, I think for Hickman, he like he loves X Men, and it's not he doesn't love it because of the current status quo. It's not like I love X Men because of what they will be when I set this hall up. Yeah. He loves them because of the basic tenets that make the X Men who they are. And what are the X Men? The X Men are a group of people who are different from other people who are hated and feared. Yeah. He's creating a world where the world hates and fears them. Yeah. Orcus will be a big issue. I think, the, I think issue. Orcus is definitely going to be a big problem for them because that's already space. Like, Arako is going to have to deal with, I think, a and, lot of and Orcus. And on ground, too. Like, we're seeing, uh, you know, in the preview for Sword, Gyrick is enlisting heroes who uh, into Orcus. Yeah. yeah. Because no, of what the X-Men have done. He's getting right. I, I would love to see them try to take Arako. Oh, yeah. Because. I, yeah. Well, that's a great Genosha opportunity. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true. Uh, Silvery Cricket says, I really want Arako uh, mutants to fight the Avengers and just lose. Like an embarrassing loss. I want them to question their cultural attitude. That's fair. I mean, well, if you want to see that, you can watch, you can read any Hickman book uh, when he took over the X-Men and they went to like, I think it was Mars and Ex-Nilo like beat them. Like very quickly. See, I feel Hickman's like very that's... very good at making the X-Men look, or the Avengers look dumb. Knowing the Arakan mutants 
the way I do now, um, because I've, I've been reading, you know, Ten of Swords yes. and reread it recently. Yeah. I feel like that's not the way to humble them. The problem that the Arakan mutants have and the reason they're so aggressive is just because of the state in which they have raised and the way that their culture developed yeah. based on where they were. It was that or die. Right. You know, like they didn't really have any options. And when you've done that for centuries, mm-hmm. it, you can't just snap your fingers and go back yeah. to like not being like that and just like acclimate to new culture, which is why it's brilliant to put them on Mars, Arako. Um, but I think the better way to do that is for groups like the Avengers and some humans as well to show them compassion. Yes. And to show how like they can also be worthy because that's how these people deal in right now. They yeah. deal with worthiness right. and aggression and winning. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and fighting. And so it's like if you're able to show them that it's like it doesn't always have to be like that and that they can rise to the occasion, they mm-hmm. may be like, oh, yeah. there is a better way. Right. I don't know. So let's jump into some books that are coming out this week we think you should pick up. Oh, let's do that. Uh, these for are all sure. coming out uh, either Tuesday, which is tomorrow, or Wednesday. You should like is... share that link with me. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because um, yeah, we have DC Tuesdays and we've got everybody else Wednesdays. Uh, obviously, Detective Comics 1038 is coming out from. Uh... I lost your name. Not Mariko Tamaki. Like, uh, is it Tamaki? It's my own. It's my favorite Batman book coming out. That's no, on a monthly basis. No, it's not. Why not? Don't you like the um, one from Cubert uh, uh, and? Uh, oh yeah, Detective. The Detective yeah. is good, but I'm. This is like in continuity. Yeah. The Detective is maybe, but like who knows at this point? It's really <laughs> weird. Um, Amazing Spider-Man 69 is coming out from Spencer. I feel like. You know, I liked the last issue, so you know it seems to be like every every odd issue I don't like. We'll see what happens. Okay. Uh, Justice League sixty three is coming out. It's Bendis' Justice League. This is fine. It's going. It's coming along. It's limping along. Yeah, I'm gonna say, of course, Wonder Woman is coming out. Yep. Uh, Seven seven four bringing Wonder Woman back to Olympus, but don't forget Ratatasker is with. Her. Yep. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, also, if you're following the Hellfire Gala, you're going to pick up Wolverine number 13, which is clearly a Deadpool and Wolverine story. Yeah. Makes sense. Deadpool desperately wants to be part of this. We saw this in Thompson's Deadpool run yes. that, like, once he heard about Krakoa, he's like, wait, why can't I go? And they're like, you're not a mutant anymore, yeah. man. Yeah. And he was also in one of the other uh, Hellfire times. He was. So he's already there. Um, so hopefully Wolverine can either, like, Give him what he wants, mm-hmm. or like, which may just be like a friend. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Batman Superman number 19 is coming out. Uh, this book is canceled. Uh, Jean Luen Yang uh, doing a great job with these two characters. I'm sad to hear this is the end of the series, but like, yeah. It was canceled? It was canceled. It's over. That doesn't surprise me. I think no. it was a little. It's like weirdly straight up. Like, yeah, but it's like weirdly just classic comics, but also a little esoteric. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's it's just not the best combination. And, they made, and DC made no effort to also, let you know it was coming out. look what's on the cover. Yeah, it's Superman They're and Batman cowboys. as cowboys. What I say? Right, cowboys. <laughs> Western's coming out. But, but canceled already. Yeah, uh, Way of X number three is coming out. This one I heard is going to be kind of important. Yeah. Well, I all thought, the Way of X books are. Yeah, Way of X is important. So this is that Nightcrawler story. I did see... Um, Nightcrawler, like, ban- don't forget, Nightcrawler's been drunk this entire gala. Yeah. Every issue he's drunk, and mm-hmm. he, in, uh, I think New Mutants had been chatting with some of the New Mutant characters about, like, life and death and resurrection. Sure. Or trying to, but he was drunk. Yeah. 
Uh, Robin number three. This is a fun series from Williamson. I think you're going to like it. Uh, if you aren't liking it, I doubt you'll like more, but I think this is fine. Uh, also, you know, Connor's back. Yay. Uh, something is killing the children number 17 coming out as yep. well. Uh, and uh, if you're interested in what the new status quo for DC Comics is going forward, you should absolutely check out Infinite Frontier number one, which I absolutely will be. Uh, it, I, I I don't know what to expect, but I do kind of because Williamson told me a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> you know, off uh, the record, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Uh, Sword number six is coming out. I love this book. I'm not saying it's my favorite. It might be my favorite, but I I say that, and then, like, Hellions comes out, and I'm like, oh, I love Hellions. And Excalibur comes out, and I'm like, oh, I love Excalibur. Right. Um, but I do love Sword, and after what happened in, in Planet Size X-Men, I'm really looking forward to this one. Agreed. Uh, Garth Ennis's Batman book, Batman Reptilian, is coming like, out. What is this... And how am I not reading it? Yeah, well, mm-hmm. it's just it's coming out tomorrow. <laughs> Garth Ennis is writing a Batman book, so obviously Batman will be looking like a friggin' idiot. This has such an old school vibe to that cover. Yes, like this looks like it's old. I know, and like reprinted. I know. Like, I can't wait to see it. Okay, I can't wait. Uh, Spawn's Universe number one is coming out uh, from Image Comics, of course. If you are in any way c- uh, curious about uh, the future of Todd McFarlane's uh, Spawn's mm-hmm. universe. You should check it out. Uh, I know that the next, all the all the first issues or all the all the books from Spawn's universe, not this one, but like coming forward, they're gonna be two ninety nine, just as a way of checking them out. All right, cool. Uh, and also, if you want more or to just hear Todd talk, because honestly, Todd, he's, he's an engaging. Speaker. He's really he's just charismatic, no matter what he's talking about. Um, it sounds like a really cool interview with him, and Thank that's you. on this channel. You can it check is. it out after this. That's right. Uh, Fantastic Four Life Story number two is coming out. Uh, I uh, liked the first issue, but I wasn't in love with it like I was with Spider-Man Life Story. It's not by Zdarsky. I had a feeling that was going to happen no matter what, just yeah. because of your love of the characters. Yeah. But I but I did enjoy it, and I'm yeah. going to. Ch- this will be like my maker to break it for this series. Okay. Uh, Heroes Return, of course, ret- comes out uh, number one. This one comes out on Monday. Uh, or Wednesday, I should say. Uh, so we'll see Captain America and the Avengers face off against the Squadron Supreme in their kind of like DC universe. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. It sounds... I've been reading them all. Regardless of how I feel about them, I've been reading them. Right, right, right. So, you know. Oh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Mr. Miracle uh the source of freedom number two is coming out. That's the Shiloh oh, Mr. Miracle yeah, book. Yeah. Just as a heads up for those who might have missed the first issue that came out. That's right. And of course, uh, we've been enjoying the series. We've read the third issue. I've we already did a, read it. We actually did a full-on review, so we don't need to do it, but we could again. But we did it already. We did an exclusive review. Right, but now we can actually talk about the reveal at the end. Yes, we can talk about the reveal because at the there end. is a reveal at the end that we could totally ruin the book. But let's not do that. Of, let's let you go grab it yourself. That's right. Of Shadow Man number three from. Yep. Val- Valiant Comics. It's easily the best book the Valiant's put out in the past couple of years. Yes. You should read it. It's fun. John Davis Hunt's art is incredible. Colin Bunn is in his element just doing what he does. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a lot of fun. So absolutely check that out if you get a chance. Uh, outside of that, I think that's pretty much it as far as like more books that are coming out. Because we're definitely not just scrolling through our list right now. That's yeah. not what we're doing at all. We're, we're 100% had our list ready to go and yeah. pre-pulled before we even started this episode mm-hmm. of the show and we're right that was all we had yes and there was like that was a very filler. smooth recovery <laughs> thank you uh but yeah we want to thank you all so much for hanging out with us we want to especially thank our super chatters for sponsoring this episode and a big shout out to a shared universe in Eatontown, new jersey if you have a podcast or a dream of making a podcast you need to know nothing about it all you got to do is have a little bit of scratch go to the website and uh of course visit Eatontown, new jersey go to the location 
Uh, I believe they have two locations. Is that right? Yep. There's uh, there's another one. What town is that in? Uh, that is in Holmdale, New Jersey. Holmdale. Was that closer, or is that is it further north or further south? Uh, further, a little further north. Okay, but all right. By a smidge. Cool, cool, cool. Because we we're on vacation right now. We yeah. are more south than this, mm -hmm. and I was wondering which location I should have reserved to make sure. <laughs> oh, definitely, definitely here. Yeah, definitely. no, it was an easy ride. It was an easy ride, and it'll be one for you. But if you want to check that out, uh, check out all the information. If you're watching this on the post-live broadcast, it is in the description, and so you can go to the website and check it out. Uh, you, and, and you get to look at all this crazy-ass memorabilia. Everything you see behind us, it's it's but a, a sous-son of what you can find yeah. throughout the halls. You're seeing this. a whole bunch of other things you guys can see. That's right. It's just for us to see. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> we want to thank you all so much for hanging out with us and uh, for indulging us. And we'll see you guys next time with another episode of the of Off the Rack. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, stay tuned on this channel for more. Uh, if you are interested in uh, Elseworlds Exchange on Fridays, and, uh, of course, go to ComicPop, YouTube.com slash ComicPop for back issues, which comes out on Wednesdays, and more. Yeah. There's, there's so much more. And there so, is so much uh, more. I'm looking forward to uh, you know seeing you all next time. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. So long, everybody. Thanks for watching. Bye, guys. Bye.